Welcome back to Post Traumatic Thriving. We are with our wonderful guest, Jody Barber. Yes. And we're with my, I'm with my co-host, Tanya Brown. Hi, Tanya. Hi. Hi. Happy uh, to be here. Yeah. And welcome back to both of you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Big stuff happening in, yeah. this, in these episodes with Jody. Yeah, for sure. And big topics, but this is Thrive. We're yeah. in the Thrive mode. And I, I've been kind of itching to get to this mm-hmm. because- you know, Jody. You know, I've lived in. I well, I grew up in Orange County, and I've known your name for years. Uh, again, it's a real privilege to meet you face to face. I know you have big events. I know you have saved literally countless lives. Mm-hmm. I I know that you've lost your son, and that just is as a as a dad that just breaks my heart. Uh, and yet, you've taken that energy and let's face it trauma generates a lot of energy and mm-hmm. it can go energy can go any kinds of ways but you've you funneled that into fuel to do some really amazing great things i um let's break it apart one at a time let's start with the documentary uh you you were involved in a big documentary viewed by people all over the country probably all over the world honestly uh let's let, let me just kind of turn over to you Jody and talk about your documentary Okay, um, so when I put up this poster, um, I had my phone number at the top, and a mother called me, and she's a mother of four, and all her kids went to Dane Hills High School, um, and she says, Jody, I'd like to meet with you and uh, see how I can help. Um, at that time, I had just started, I actually got a phone call from Jared's health high school teacher. And he asked me to come and talk about what happened to Jared in his health class. Mm. And I did that with a young man who Tanya knows named Cole. Oh, I love Cole. Mm. <laughs> yes. And Cole um, was just, um, he had just started his sobriety. He was addicted and he was doing great. And so he came with me to the health, health class and we talked to the students and it was unbelievable because all the questions that were answered by, you know, Cole and I, and it was fantastic. And I thought, oh my gosh, we need to really educate mm-hmm. students some way. And so then Christine saw my poster and we met at Starbucks and we talked and she says, I'd like to help you in any way. I said, yeah, I said, um, it'd be great to educate students, you know, and she says, you know, may, yeah, maybe we can, you know, have a documentary made or something. So anyway, um, that's how Overtaken, um, our documentary got started. And this is the DVD, Overtaken. Overtaken, Overtaken mm-hmm. the documentary. Overtaken. And um so we started, you know, just like mailing this out to all the high schools and middle schools all over, even Los Angeles area, everywhere. And we were just doing all these mailings and mailing it out. And then I started getting calls, you know, about Overtaken and we were doing presentations. And so I was bringing in some young adults. Cole was one of them. Um, they're in Overtaken. And what this film is, is we went and we filmed this in a, in one whole day of several young adults. Oh, one day. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. One long day. <laughs> <laughs> and it was several young adults from Orange County sharing their stories of addiction. Mm. And these were beautiful young adults and teenagers, some of them, but, um, they went to our schools and they were straight A students and they were football players and cheerleaders. 
And I wanted to end the stigma that surrounds addiction. And so this is what it's about. It's about this can happen to any beautiful, you know, young, vibrant person, normal kid, teenager, and get addicted quickly to opiates and to drugs. And so where it led them, where did their addiction lead them? For some, it led to overdosing several times. It led to prison and jail and all kinds of horrible things. Cole ran over his mom. Oh my God. When he was collecting his fix in the driveway, he was in the driveway and he had a needle in his arm and she ran out to stop him and he hit reverse and he ran her over, but she ended up okay. Physically, Mm -hmm. mentally, she'll always remember that. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, he, he said at that time, all he cared about was his fix. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, this is how strong these pills are, yeah. the heroin and these opioids. Well, and, overtaking such a powerful title. Tell us how you, how that title was, how you, how that was uh, landed on. Overtaken because the drugs overtake your life. You know, they're just like, they're, they're just like, you're, you feel overtaken, uh-huh. you know, by all these drugs. And so yeah. all consuming. Mm-hmm. So people, a lot of times people get into drugs. Uh, there's lots of reasons, but one of them is that it's going to set me free. You know, it's kind of like, Hey, I, I have this newfound freedom. It's not, that's not it. It's, it takes control. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You're, you're yeah. you lose control. Yeah. Yeah. You lose control to the point where you're ripping off your own parents, running lo- them over. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. mean, anything, anything between you and that fix is going to get run over. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah. So overtaken quickly took off and it's in schools across the nation. Actually it's in Africa and, and different places. Wow. And, and then a, te- a teacher in Newport beach, she loved it so much that she asked me if she can write a lesson plan to go with overtaken. Wow. So there is a lesson plan that goes with it and it's fantastic. And it's actually the lesson plan can be used in middle school or high school, even college. Perfect. It's just like, it's fen- it's phenomenal. Yeah. So um, overtaken was produced. I started getting it, um, you know, getting the word out there. And I had it first shown at the movie theater in um, mm-hmm. off of uh, Rancho Nagel Road yeah. and Greenfield mm-hmm. at that movie theater there. I couldn't believe it because so many people. Yes, this was in 2000, uh, 2012. Mm-hmm. And it. The line was wrapped around the building. We had to have a second showing because we didn't have room for everybody. And that proved to me, I'm not saying this to brag, but that proved to me that we had a huge problem. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were interested. And the number of people who came up to me that night talking about their kids' addiction. Mm -hmm. So it's like, whoa. We huge problem. So overtaken then was, you know, in, in theaters as well. You know, I showed free events and then um, it's in schools. It's being used in courtrooms. The judges actually mm-hmm. show it. They asked the people that were in drug court, you know, to go home and watch it on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Go home and watch it and bring me back a full page report. And so the judges are doing that as well as DUI classes. And ironically, you won't believe this, but um, the DUI class that Jared went to, because I'd have to drop him off there and pick him up (laughs) off of Moulton Parkway, that teacher that he had shows overtaken. (gasps) 
Hmm. Ooh, I just got chills. I know. When she Full she connected cycle. with me and told me that. She said, Jody, I, I you know, I want to thank you for for making it. And I went, Oh my goodness. I it was unbelievable. So Jared, yeah, he's, he's saving lives. Absolutely. <laughs> um yeah, so overtaken is being used. And but then I wanted to spread the message of hope. So in 2014, I'm doing presentations. I go to rehabs and schools and, you know, everywhere to whoever calls me and asks me to come and talk, I will. And I was at Hogue every month. And while I'm at Hogue talking to their patients, um, I showed them overtaken and I realized, you know, and I just saw all the different ages there and I wanted to spread the hope, you know, they're all clean and sober in the first one. So I said, oh, they're all clean and sober today, by the way. Would you like me to do an overtaken too? And they're all like, yes. So I, you know, okay. So I produced Overtaken 2, Where Are They Now? And it is the message of hope. Mm-hmm. And so they're all clean and sober yeah. today. So Overtaken wow. 1 and 2. And two of the people who, Cole being one of them in Overtaken 1, Cole, and then the other gal, Gina. Gina. I, I forgot her last name, but Gina, we don't need to mention last names, but Gina, those are two people who I used to work with at a mission for Michael. <laughs> right. So a mission for Michael is a, is a local treatment center here. Well, now in San Clemente when it, it, back in the day it was in Dana point. Um, so that's where they are now. And I remember we heard Cole's story, but also Gina's story is that I remember she pulled up into the gas station. She had paraphernalia. She was totally high on heroin. And I remember her story, like knocking on the officer's door, the cop door saying, please arrest me, please arrest me because yeah. And then she was like in solitary confinement, I think for two years or something like that. And she's part oh, of, you know, yeah. Cole and Gina are now part of Overtaken 2. And yeah, both of them are doing amazing things to help people in, in you know, in our shoes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still important to show these, you know, even though we have this fentanyl that's killing so many people today, how did these young adults start? Mm-hmm. We can't forget that. How did they start? These young adults that have been struggling for 15 years, they didn't start with fentanyl. Right. They started on prescription drugs. And so, and it led to heroin and then it led to fentanyl. And, the, you know, they just go straight to fentanyl now. Yeah. And I hear that fentanyl is, I mean, for those who don't know what fentanyl is, there's some people in our audience that don't know what it is. What is fentanyl? It's a syn- synthetic opiate. It's yeah. 50 to 100 times stronger than morphine. And it takes like the tip of my pinky finger to kill somebody. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just wickedly deadly. Yeah. Wickedly deadly. And it's, and po- it's poison. And yeah. that's what we're calling it now, right? It's fentanyl poisoning because sometimes, you know, people will take, you know, a Xanax that they get from Canada or online or any kind of pill over line, you know, online and then not realizing even marijuana and not realizing that it has fentanyl in it. So it's, we're, toy, we're coining it as fentanyl poisoning now, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's poisoning. And it's crazy it's addicting. Murder. Cr- mm-hmm. Crazy. It's addicting. murder. Murder. It's, I fr- mean. it's very, very addictive. And I hear they're even uh, lacing pot with it. Yeah. You know, which, you know, pot sounds very innocent and can be in a lot of situations. It's legalized, but you buy it off the street. Mm-hmm. And the dealers are competing with the dispensaries mm-hmm. who, are, who are legal. And they so they lace it with fentanyl. And let's face it, these guys are not the brightest. And they lace it with too much. And they it's literally a death mm-hmm. sentence. 
you ingest yeah. it, you're dead. It is. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's really unbelievable what's going on. And we're losing kids now. I keep hearing, you know, that are 14 years of age, 13, 14, even 12 out here. Mm. And what they're doing is they're going on Snapchat. Yeah. And they think they're get, they're get, and they get it mailed to their door. Isn't that unbelievable? These teen, 12, 13, 14 year olds that are getting pills this way. And they think they're getting a Xanax and why they want a Xanax. That's, that's so, so sad, but they think, you know, they're getting a Xanax or even one 14 year old died. He thought he was getting Oxycontin, but it was fentanyl. Mm. And so it's the true, you know, in overtaken one at the end, I say one pill can kill. Well, it's very true today. One mm-hmm. pill of fentanyl can kill. Mm-hmm. But the reason I said it back then was because if they relapse after being in treatment for so long and then they go back and do take what they did before, they were dying. That's Be- the dangerous part. Yeah. And one, op- one opana, mm-hmm. you know, can kill. Yeah. And your, and your documentary has really gotten the word out. Now, I, I don't know the technicalities. Are you the producer? Are you uh, telling us your, you know, yeah. your involvement directly? Christine Wood and I produced it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's all over the place. I mean, and our producer at the end of the table, who's been remarkably quiet this whole time, <laughs> you saw it, Mel, uh, how many years ago? Seven or eight years ago. So yeah, you're, yeah, you're walking in here and, you know, <laughs> people know who you are. <laughs> yeah. And everywhere I go, like, say, for example, I reached out to Jody yesterday or the day before, I'm going to be working a table on the second and on, uh, no, the 30th of April, where I'm like, okay, I need DVDs because anywhere where we go, if there's an opportunity for me to share the DVDs with people or the deterrent, yeah, we'll talk about to- that. I know. Thanks to the Tanyas out there who, <laughs> who request DVDs. It's like, I get them out there. It's awareness. I get them out there. So that's Well, good. believe it or not, I mean, technology is kind of, there's some people that don't know what a DVD is. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's wh- true. Wh- how else do people reach, you know, find this documentary? So it's, um, well, it's on YouTube. Okay. They can watch it on YouTube. So you just, you go to YouTube, you do the search bar and look for overtaken. Documentary. Yeah. And um, so I have a couple different ones. So I have the first one, Overtaken, and then Overtaken 2. And the DVDs have actually the full version and a short version. So there's the 27-minute and as as well as a 15-minute. So whatever time frame they have, they can watch the full or they can watch the 15-minute. Okay. And then also on YouTube, now to really make everybody get mixed up here, um, <laughs> Overtaken 1 and 2 is a combination combined into 27 minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, So I combine the two of them on YouTube. Awesome. So Overtaken combined. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then I do hold events. Um, August 31st is International Overdose Awareness Day. Mm-hmm. So... I've done rallies. Um, we did, you know, protest at one time, yep. you know, in Mission Viejo, we all had signs on the corner, you know, we were protesting and um, rallies and events to honor our loved ones lost mm. and also to spread the message of hope. And so I've had some excellent speakers, including Tanya <laughs> and and then in one one event, I made this book for. Well, wait, let's go one okay. at a time. So the document. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, cowboy. Uh, let's just, yeah. So the documentary is out there in all kinds of uh, all kinds of varieties in terms of 
teachers that need lessons plans for so long. There's, it sounds like there's one size that will, you know, match up with any particular need uh, or attention span as the case may be. Um, and then the events, uh, I know you host an event in Orange County. Uh, and people uh, tell us a little more about that. And if people want to attend, tell people out there how they can attend that event. Which I'm sorry, which well, event? The, well, the event you host on the, what was that date on October? Uh, oh, on Halloween. Oh, is August. Sorry. I thought I heard October. Uh, August 31st. Okay. Yeah. Tell us about, if somebody wants to attend that event, Oh, you mean like the next one? Yeah. Oh, um, okay. So I don't have it planned yet for the yeah, next. Yeah, but, but, but for anybody that just wants to get in oh, touch I and learn about the events, oh, got you it. know, 10 years from now, where, where, where do they go? Okay. So they can go onto my Facebook, Jody Barber, or okay. my website, which is overtakenlives.org. Okay. Overtakenlives.org. Or One um, Choice Candy Store, either right. one. One choice candy story was my first name and it yeah. goes right to overtaken lives. So, okay. But the most direct way is overtaken, overtaken lives, lives. lives. Dot org. org is your website. Yeah. Jody Barber on Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so if you want to check out those events, you kind of watch those websites. Yeah. Did I get that right? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we talked about the documentary. We've <laughs> talked about the events and then we're about to get into, uh, a book that you did. And, uh, you know, some people are watching our podcast. Some people are just listening, but go ahead and describe what you've got in your hand there. Okay. Well, um, one year, um, you know, I always want to honor our loved ones lost mm -hmm. and the families too. So I made this book, um, with the serenity prayer. Oh. And then I took, I just asked parents to give me their child's pictures and with their names. So I have all these beautiful pictures, faces of beautiful kids. Oh boy, yeah. Passed wow. away. And they get to they they all took a book. So I I made three hundred of these for one year. Okay. And these are just beautiful kids. See, and it's not it doesn't happen to the homeless guy standing on the corner looking a light post with a needle in his arm, right? I mean it's these kids. Mm -hmm. The ones that we cross, you know, walking across the highway or, you know, yeah. going to the grocery store. These are, I mean, innocent kids. They're just, yeah. And look at this Robert Murphy. He was a chef. Right. And, you know, I mean, these are just beautiful young people who just happen to fall into it because of maybe an injury or who knows. But yeah. And what's yeah, Jody's all, holding up is a book of full color pictures of all kinds of uh this is young, a mom. fresh faces. Oh, a mom. Uh, yeah. A mom, a mom with holding her mother. little baby and young, young uh, men and women who got trapped. Dad. Yeah. Yeah. And a dad there with his it's daughter. A beautiful book, Jody. Yeah. I've seen that. That's pretty. Yeah. So it yeah. sounds like you're, you're doing a lot to just honor and remember these people and pass the lessons on. People say, I mean, one of the most common things I hear when I go out to a disaster scene is, I didn't think it could happen to me. Yeah. And it can happen. It can happen to me happen. or you or mm -hmm. anybody listening. It did happen to you. Sure. Um, yeah. yeah. My, my story with my uh, niece uh, is she went and had her wisdom teeth out 
She was given pain pills. She went home. She took her pain pills, went to sleep and never woke up. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's a family tragedy. So I'm so sorry. Thank you. And the point being that this, these drugs are a big deal and they got to be approached very, very soberly, very Mm -hmm. cautiously. I loved what you said, Jody, about your other son, you know, Tylenol, rotating the Tylenol and Advil, I think is what you said, mm-hmm. you know, and he was fine. But, you know, do whatever you can to avoid this yeah. stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And then if you're in pain, you're in pain and, you know, do what you do, but do some homework above and beyond just what your doctor tells yeah. you. Because I've had some doctors that are wonderful, that will mm-hmm. literally save my life, mm-hmm. life and and others who are just, you know, it's like, I, I get better advice from TikTok, you know, than, than some of these doctors. So it's like, take a pill, take a pill. So take a do pill, some real right? research, yeah. get on a reputable, you know, website and do some research. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's absolutely. what I did. You know, when yeah. the doctor gave him Seroquel, I said, I, I went right, right away online and I looked it up and I looked at the, you know, at the side effects and I said, mm-hmm. Jared, you're not taking these. No, right. I don't want you to take these. So, yeah, I, I always tell parents to do that, to research, mm-hmm. you know, these medications. Well, yeah. there's two things, because I've heard you say I would do, the parents should take matters in their own hands, be the advocate for the kid, do the research on these drugs. And also, if your kid's in trouble, don't take no for an answer from anyone and call a guy like Joe Bratt and mm-hmm. get that kid into rehab. Yeah. yeah. And you up the chances dramatically of keeping that kid alive. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, though, so I get calls every week for help all the time. Every day. It's been going on for years. <laughs> every day, sometimes, and, you know, more than once. And the sad part is 99% of the people that call can't afford treatment. That's the hard part. Mm. None of them. It's like unbelievable. They don't have good insurance. And if they have insurance, it's Medi-Cal. And there's no places out here in Orange County that take Medi-Cal. Very few, couple. So what advice do you give these folks that are in this? So for a while there, I mean, all these treatment centers, they are tired of me because I'm always asking for a scholarship. scholarship. (laughs) Can you scholarship? Can you scholarship? Mm -hmm. So I'm on the board of a great foundation. Mm -hmm. It's called Red Songbird Foundation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we're having an event, another town hall. We had our first town hall and we're going to have another town hall on the 10th mm-hmm. and at Mission Viejo. And anybody can contact me on Facebook or my website for more information. Um, but it, they want to raise money exactly for this reason, for mental health mm-hmm. issues, not just addiction, but other, you know, other issues um, for treatment. Yeah. So, well, another thing I do happen to know is that I'm, I'm a big fan from what I've seen and I don't profess expertise in this area, but uh, Alcoholics Anonymous is free or essentially free. And uh, I think they ask for donations, Mm -hmm. but if you, if you're broke, it's, you know, it's free. And um, I, I know people who swear by the, if you want to call it treatment, uh, I don't know if that's the right word for Alcoholics Anonymous, but that is available, you know, all over the place, mm-hmm. all over the world, certainly in the United States. And, and that in and of itself. So not being broke and not having money is not an excuse to reach out and get some help. Yeah. I mean, would you agree with that or? I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I met a girl the other night at Pro Recovery Power. PRP. Yeah. Um, her name was Kat. She has, I guess, an acute, subacute 
uh, center in San Clemente. Um, this girl was a, is like a beautiful bombshell blonde. She's charismatic. She's beautiful. I'm like, who's this girl? Right. I want to be like her. She gets up and talks to everybody at this event. And she's talking about how she was a total crackhead, shot heroin, smoked meth. And I'm like, this girl. So it's like, but she was sharing. The reason why I'm sharing this is because she never went into treatment, but she went to NA, which is Narcotics Anonymous. She went to AA. She worked, she worked that program. So, I mean, that's not in everybody's blood to not go to rehab and just do the program, but just know, I mean, there's, there's so many resources available for people, but I'm so glad Red Songberg Foundation is like here and they're raising money. So then we don't have to turn the door. Yeah. We don't have to shut the door on anyone. Yeah. Alika, pro, yeah. pro recovery power. power. Yeah. And yes, he's raising money. He's doing a ton of fundraising to raise money to get people help as well. Yeah. In treatment. So that's great too. But um, I've been referring people to my mat clinic in Laguna Hills, mm-hmm. the my mat clinic, uh, especially for those who have been in treatment over and over and over and it's not working. Maybe they need a better solution. Okay. Matt um, is medical, medical assisted treatment. Yes. Right. Now, is that just in Laguna uh, Hills or is that all over the country? Um, well, I don't know about all over the country, but there are other MAT programs. Not okay. my, not this particular one exactly, but okay. they're where you can get on MAT. Okay. So we got, I mean, we got listeners in New York and we got, I just heard from someone in Arizona. Oh, okay. yeah. We got people in Florida. Uh, go online, you know, you go, go online, online and, and look. type in medication assisted treatment. Yeah. yeah. And nar- uh, na- uh, narcotics anonymous, alcohol uh, anonymous, uh, get out there and look for some help. Yeah. And if you're, if you're broke, that's okay. It's okay to be broke. Uh, but there's free resources, right? Go to the County, see if the County health services has something, mm-hmm. but, but get out there. And as a parent, uh, don't no is not an option. Right. Uh, right. I think that message has come through really loud. Well, here in California, we have two one one. Right. So mm-hmm. you can die. In fact, I think three times today I referred somebody to two one one. So two one one is like a social. It's kind of like a nine one one, but without the cops. It's like a. It's a statewide, mm-hmm. you know, social resource um, network. So yeah. you call two one one. If say for example, this gal, she was 18 years old. She needed mental health help. She didn't have insurance, primary mental health, no substance use disorders, and I referred her to 211, and hopefully we got her we got her into the right place. So you yeah. know there are resources available. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Um, I know the, the and you also have. Is, oh, sorry. No, the the mat program, uh, the my mat my mat clinic. Uh, in particular, I like them because they're really compassionate and they really work with the clients, which is important. Um, and what they do is they give them a sublocate shot. It's an injection that's once a month. It's not for a lifetime, but it's, you know, maybe for a year until they get their brain back somewhat back, you know, normal. Mm. Um, they can get a job. They start feeling so much better right away and they get counseling. Oh, good. Yeah. And it's called My Mat. My Matt Clinic. My Matt Clinic. Okay, yes. good. So I kind of want to wrap up this episode with some success stories. You know, I shared one with the woman from the homeless shelter who, uh, you know, hit rock bottom with his opioids and is now doing wonderful things. I have friends and family who have literally been heroin addicts, uh, taken, you know, slept under the uh, overpasses, that kind of ugly conversation, who now have wonderful lives 
you know, married children, happy, you know, productive people can mm-hmm. navigate through this stuff. Yes. You know, it's hell for parents. It's hell for the addict. Um, it's, there's nothing fun or happier, you know, uh, about this whole process, but there, uh, there are some really wonderful endings to the story. Mm-hmm. I, I'd love to hear about some of your, not just the statistics, the stories, some of the things you've seen as a result of your work. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable stuff. <laughs> I'll start with one, one in particular who I love. I, you know, I grow this, um, this fondness and this loveness and this, <laughs> I, I don't know what you call it, but I just love them all. Um, but, you know, I, for a while there, I was picking them up, you know, from parks and they were addicted to meth and um, picking them up in, from motels and taking them into treatment that I got scholarships for. And so um, I've seen a lot, a lot out there, but one in particular, um, a couple, and they're both females, but the, and they're both moms. But Aww. this one girl, um, she saw me on Facebook and she messaged me privately asking for help. And I didn't know, you know, I okay. I, and I didn't hear from her after that. And then about a week later, I got a call from a lady who saw a girl out in Tobacco Canyon area out there somewhere mm-hmm. um, at a gas station. And she looked really bad and she was high and, and she looked homeless and it was really sad. And so she said, you know, what should I do? And I said, well, I don't, let me come over there and, and talk to her and see. I, so I, it was like 10 o'clock at night on a Sunday and I drove there and I thought, God, wouldn't that be crazy if it was the girl that wanted help, you know, on Facebook messenger. And sure enough, it was her. Wow. And I went to the gas station and she was sitting there on the curb in loose sweats and she had long hair that was all ratty because she's been homeless. Mm. And she, she was just so dirty and so bad off and looked horrible and skinny. And she right away sees me and she says, Jody. And she gives me this big hug. And I'm like, yeah. And she says, Oh my gosh, I can't believe this. And she hugged me and she says, I saw you at my school talking and then I contacted you on Facebook. And I said, that's you? Yes. I said, well, do you want help? She goes, I don't know. And she just didn't want help. She did not want to go into a treatment. And I said, "Um, you can't, you know, live this way anymore. You can't live this way anymore. You got to get some help. So anyway, long story short, I ended up calling a doctor who worked at uh, Mission Hospital, and I gave him all her information, and um, he says, okay, bring her in, and so um, I said, you need to call your mom, and I couldn't get a, couldn't get a hold of her mom, but eventually did, and then she came over there, and I said, you need to take her right to Mission Hospital, and she did, mm-hmm. and she stayed there, and she went through the whole program that they had, and uh, she almost she would have died just like very soon after that day because she had a problem with her heart. Um, and, and it was, she was in really poor condition. And so today she has been clean and sober. She did, she relapsed after that. Um, but then she got clean again and she's been clean for like five years and awesome. she's raising her son mm. and she's doing awesome. Oh, that's so, so good. She's a miracle. And her story is like so sad and inc- incredible, but she's doing great. That's awesome. And one other girl that yeah. um, I was helping off and on, and she was homeless with her mother 
and they were living in parks in Costa Mesa. Mm-hmm. And um, she was living in these parks and I picked her up from a couple motels and I helped, you know, get her into treatment a couple times. Well, she's also, she's been clean uh, four years and she's doing phenomenal. And uh, she just had her second baby Aww. and she's doing great. So I love that. there's so many successful stories that I can go on and on about. Mm-hmm. So there is hope as long as they're walking, talking and there's breathing, hope. there's hope. And you taught me that Jody, because I was like, how is there hope? Because it's yeah. like my best friend. She was highly addicted for an alcoholic for like, oh my God, over 20 years probably. And I was like, how's there hope? Like this is before I got in, involved with recovery and all of that. And I'm like, there's no hope. But you were the one who who always instilled that in me. It's like, as long as they are here, there is always hope. And had I lost that hope on her, she probably wouldn't be here right now. But I never gave up on her, you know, but well, I wanted hope, to. There's a book. There's a hope. Yeah, hope. <laughs> well, It's called uh, Hope Springs. <laughs> From a mother's broken heart. So this is um, a book that Jody is part of. It's what we call an anthology book. So I think there's like how many women in here, Jody? Eleven. There's eleven moms. So eleven moms who share their stories of you know how they how they you know lost children. It doesn't even need to be from like you know drugs, alcohol. It, it, you know people, parents who have lost moms who have lost their kids cancer. because of cancer or yeah, a friend of mine is car accident Sandy and. And she, uh, she's phenomenal, but she lost her beautiful 14 year old son who had cancer and, um, her, her story is powerful and she, she's in it. And yeah, there's a lot of good moms are thriving today. Exactly. So this would be a really good, um, a good book for moms, you know, even, even dads, right. I mean, hope springs from a mother's broken heart. I mean, we can all, I love, and I love the Lotus flower because that's so healing to me, but, um, but yeah, we all we all need to hear about those hopeful messages because when we talk about things like this, it's like you feel so isolated, you feel so alone, like I'm the only one going through it. So when we read stories or when we hear stories and experiences like yours, where it's like, oh my God, I think I'm I'm not alone. You know, so believe me, you are not alone. There are a lot of people going through a lot of the same things that, you know, other women and men and families are going through. You're not alone. <laughs> So Jody, to kind of recap your accomplishments and your thrive stage, you first of all, you've survived. You're still here with us, you're, you know, and losing a child again, I cannot imagine. That's one mega accomplishment. You've also the thing that I, I I've been thinking about over and over again. You confronted Lisa Singh in person <laughs> in her office, Dr. Lisa Singh, the medical doctor, you confronted in her office, and she's now where? Well, she's in jail. She's in prison for <laughs> yeah, a long time. 33 to life? 30 years to life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she won't get out. Um, but yeah, there there were other parents who, you know, helped with that and, and the civil lawsuit and then the criminal case against her. And so she's in jail. 30 wow. years to life. Well, yeah. And that's, I, I, I'm never happy when somebody goes to prison, but in this case, our society's better off yeah. and uh, we are happy about that. And yeah, that's where she belongs. That, yes. So happy because we will we'll never know how many lives she actually destroyed. Yeah. You know, recklessly prescribing like she did. Yeah. yeah. So that's another just gigantic accomplishment. One thing I've learned is don't mess with Jody. Then you produced Overtaken, two, not just one, but two documentaries, uh, a big accomplishment. You're in a book. Uh, and then there's also, I heard something about events and plaques and parks. Can you 
tell us about that? Oh, um, yeah. Um, it, this was a great accomplishment because it's going to spread even more awareness and, and start that conversation between parents and their kids. Um, there's a couple plaques that are um, in our local parks in Laguna Niguel and in the Mission Viejo overlooking the lake. And actually, um, the plaque, you know, we had a ceremony with the mayor and um, it was beautiful. And they they planted a tree and it's an honor of our loved ones lost to an overdose. Mm. So you walk right by that plaque and it opens up that conversation with your child. And there's a baseball field and a soccer field right there. So it's, it has a lot of traffic. So Wonderful. I'm happy about that. And City Mission Viejo has a beautiful monument mm. um, of a little boy sitting on top of the world with the plaque. And so it's, that, that's it's great. wonderful. So you view and, and also events, you put on events. You, you, I mean, you're loud and proud about this whole topic uh, all over the place. Yeah. The events are, um, you know, every August 31st is international overdose awareness day. Mm-hmm. So that's what the event is to honor our loved ones lost as well as spread awareness. And we have great speakers and um, you know, I've had magic shows and you know, it's a nice event, sit down dinner um, I've done rallies, different types of events, but yeah. those are each year, every yeah. year. And awesome. Mm-hmm. And then, last but not least, you've made you and other parents, as I understand, have made gigantic inroads on legislation. Can you tell us all about the legislation? Yeah, there's been quite a few bills that have been passed over the course of, I'd say, 10, 11 years. Mm -hmm. And so to help curb this epidemic of overdoses. And so I've been a part of these bills and I'm happy to say that they were passed. Um, One is the Good Samaritan Law. And that states that if you witness an overdose, not to be scared and afraid to call 911. Mm -hmm. Because back then in 2009, 2010, they were, you know, um, left to die. These these so-called friends were throwing them out of their car and they were overdosing and dying in dirt and on porches. And um, they were scared. They were scared um, to call 911. So this states that you won't get in trouble. You won't go to jail if you call 911 and save a life, even if you're high yourself, if you mm-hmm. have a small amount of drugs on you. Wow. So if you're a kid, and you're high and you got drugs in your pocket and your friend overdoses and has gone unconscious, you can call 911 and not be afraid. You'll be fine. Yes. You're immune. Yes. The the real point is to get help to that person who exactly. needs help. That's right. Every second counts. And so it's important to call 911 um, yeah. when you witness an overdose. What a story. And the, and the deal with you, Jody, is you're not done. You're you're rocking and rolling. You're this is this you're still doing stuff. Oh uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I'm. <clears throat> yeah, I am. Well, there, <laughs> so there, there's another important law that was passed, mm. and that states that uh, prescribers, physicians, they must co-prescribe naloxone, Narcon, to at-risk patients that are prescribed opioids. So that's important too. Now the patient doesn't have to go and fill the script, but it's important for them to get that script. And hopefully they will have Narcon available in their home because it should be in their homes and in purses and all mm-hmm. over in your car and everywhere. So um, oh, yeah, the doctors must co-prescribe Narcon. Wow. Okay. So that's also an important one. What a list of accomplishments. Okay. I'm going to read you um, a few, just a few more. Um, there's one bill here that requires, this was, uh, okay. 
the, the bill that passed that I was really happy about and worked on was um, getting um, the CURES database required to use by both pharmacists and physicians. They are required to go into the database and check to see, you know, all their crucial information about the patient before prescribing opioids, mm. um, such as doctor shopping and whether they're doctor shopping. So this is a really, really important. That's law. huge. Yeah, that alone. Yes. And then just one more bill that. No, that, take your time. I, I'm loving it. There's there's four segments to this bill that I want to read to you because it's, it's also amazing. And this requires uh, continuing medical education for prescribers to include the risk associated with opioid use. It also requires a warning label on the opioid bottle. Um, and it states addiction, um, overdose mm-hmm. on the on the bottle. It's a mm-hmm. warning. Um, also requires prescribers um, of an opioid to a minor to discuss with the parents the the risks of opioid use. Mm-hmm. And lastly, it requires youth sports organizations to have an annual manual um, given out to the parents and the athletes and to read it and for the parents to sign. Wow. So those are really important. Um, I can't stress enough, you know, minor injuries and and what to take and what to do and what not to do. Yeah. So it's yeah. important. It's dangerous stuff. And you've just brought an atom bomb of awareness to the whole thing. Right. And then there's also the deterra pouch that everyone should have in their homes to um, dispose of unused expired medications in their medicine cabinets. Mm. So I'm on a campaign with that. In fact, I just handed out 300 bags in San Diego County to the supervisor there. They're going to hand him, they're going to put them in mailboxes in every home in San Diego. Wow. So those are important too. And then lastly, um, I just wanted to say thank you to Tanya, mm-hmm. who has been a huge part of my mission through the years. Um, she never says no to speaking at schools and to events, and she's made a huge impact in our community as well as all over. So I wanted to say a huge thank you to Tanya for your willingness. Really, thank you. Yeah, Tanya is awesome. We're, I'm privileged to have, uh, we're all privileged to have Tanya here. And uh, so, uh, it, it, this is the classic thing where the the grief is, you know, a, a big dose of energy and you've channeled that energy into literally saving countless lives. And, you know, we, I'm sure you will never be grateful for what you've been through, but it sounds like there's a lot of gratitude, a lot of uh, appreciation for the the opportunities to serve uh, and and be of service to others. And, and in saving lives. Um, it's like you, Tanya, you lost your sister. Uh, domestic violence is an ugly topic. I mean, who wants to sit down and say, hey, let's talk <laughs> about domestic violence or let's lo- talk about opioids and losing yeah. a kid. These are ugly topics, but to face it and confront it and channel it into a conversation and, and documentaries mm-hmm. and books and events. What, what Have I missed anything? Or we got, <laughs> as, as if that's not enough. Uh, any, any, I'm going to just basically turn over to you, Jody, to have a last word about kind of the stage you're at now and anything you want uh, parents or others to know. Oh gosh. I just, um, I really appreciate this opportunity to be on your fantastic podcast. <laughs> really. Thank you so much. And I just want to say to the parents who have lost their kids, um, 
that they are still with them, that they are still with you. And, and um, I know this for a fact, and it's because of the signs that I've been given by God and it's powerful. And I need to write a book about all my signs because it's unbelievable. Talk about the one. But the, the B. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the day Jared passed away, Blake, his brother, held a vigil on the corner and Jared's friend signed posters there. And on one of the posters was a bee and it was there and, and it wouldn't leave. And Blake thought that was like, whoa, there's this bee here and, it, and it's been here all day. And he thought that was unusual. And um, so the next morning we walked over to pick up the posters and the bee was still there. And then it flew off. And after that, it was like, whoa, the bees are coming in our home, you know, immediately after. And they're just, they're in our car and they're landing on us and they're on all these commercials on everywhere I see our bees and it's still happening today, 12 Mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. And I still get my bee signs and not just bee signs, but other signs as well that are so powerful. I can't even tell you. So it's like, Jared, these signs bring me peace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they put a smile on my face. And I know that Jared's with me because they occur at, you won't believe the moments, the, mm. the times that they happen. It's like, wow, it's just so <laughs> powerful. But somebody said, why bees? And I said, well, I'm a florist. So there you go. Right? But but anyway, I just want them, the parents to know that signs are are there. And just to be aware of your surroundings and you will see them. Mm. Uh, They can happen in, you know, pennies and butterflies and hummingbirds Mm -hmm. and all different ways. Our bees. It's, yeah. it's funny you say that because Tanya and I, our very first episode was, was with a guy named JC. And uh, JC is a friend of mine. Tanya is a friend of mine. And I thought it'd be fascinating for episode one to be have a conversation between Tanya, who lost her sister to murder, and JC, who was convicted and sent to prison for 22 years for murder. And JC had a horrible trauma. Uh, as a kid. And uh, that led to uh, some very bad decisions. I think he'd be the first to say, but he talked about doves. Mm -hmm. He talked about uh, signs and uh, you know, with, with, uh, with birds. Mm -hmm. And I guess what I'm hearing you say, Jody, is that your journey is not just a really critically important cause that you're clearly very, very passionate about and confronting these dirty doctors, sending, literally sending them to prison um, but also there's a spiritual element to, to your journey. Did I, did I get that right? Yes, absolutely. And doves have been a big part of my, my signs. <laughs> I have my dove stories are incredible. <laughs> Honestly, incredible. I don't want to bore you with them, but you know, the thing about you, you know, just to, you know, maybe meet you at the supermarket or something, you, you seem such a sweet, you know, kind, you know, it's a little bit quiet, you know, young, uh, young, vibish kind of uh, person. I, I say young because we graduated the same year and I like <laughs> thinking of ourselves as young. Um, but, but you know what I mean? And, um, and, and yet, I mean, I'm, I've been kind of mulling over. Would I have the courage to go face to face with the doctors that are prescribing the things and, and, and being the driving force to sending them to prison? You know, a lot of, uh, there's a saying out there, the only thing that needs to happen for evil 
to prevail is for good men to do nothing. And I think that goes for women too. And, <laughs> and you didn't stand by and do nothing because who likes a confrontation? You know, yeah. I, I don't yeah. particularly like one, yeah. like them. That's but, true. but to just march right up and go into her office and put that poster in her face. Uh, wow. <laughs> Little <know>. Jody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let, let me just say something. Yeah. When and I walked Lisa out of her thing. office, She's when huge. I did walk out then, yeah. I kept turning around to make sure I wasn't going to get shot in the back. <laughs> and, and then when I got home, I hugged my husband so tight because <laughs> I was like freaked out by the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he didn't know I was doing it because if he did, he would definitely not want me to absolutely yeah. Yeah. afraid that you know yeah and, and i i want to mention you know you but he was happy he was proud of it. <laughs> yes yes well you know it, it sounds like bill and your other son blake. blake have been quietly supportive behind the scenes is there something you'd like to share there yeah they have been quietly supportive and but they've also um you know they're not verbally talking about it um but they have helped me immensely with the events that I've held mm -hmm. and, and they helped set up and, you know, Bill's, my husband's had to unload everything and load it up and he's, they've helped a lot. They're amazing. Both of them. Blake uh, yeah. too. Shout out to Blake yeah. and Bill. Yeah. They're incredible so men. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, um, this has been a just really wonderful time. Yeah. You know, spending yeah. with you, Jody. Thank oh, you so thank much. You. I, I got, uh, this is my last question. And that is, you know, we, Tanya and I like to think that we get the full story where others just get smaller portions of the story. Do you feel like you've ever been interviewed more thoroughly than you have today? <laughs> and we're going to put it all, we're going to put it all on. It's not like you're here for four hours and we're only going to put two minutes in. Like we're putting everything in. Yeah. yeah. Do you no, feel that? It, you was, feel good? it was really the best interview that I've done. There you Yay. go. Boom. Yay. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yay. Good. Okay. good. You, know, yes. you know, we're, we hear from our listeners and uh, we, we love it because it's really helping people. So yeah. just, I want to say thank you so much for being here. You're welcome back anytime. There's something new you want to share. Uh, you, you, you're right down the street. Yep. You're welcome. You just let us know. Let us know. And uh, with that, I'll just say post-traumatic thriving dive survivor thrive. Choice is yours. All right. See you next time. Thanks, Jody. <laughs> Thank you, Jody. Thanks for supporting our podcast. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe, and follow us on your favorite social media. For books, merchandise, or to donate, visit coreiq.com. Post Traumatic Thriving is produced by Core IQ, a nonprofit with a mission to teach the life skills we all need but are not taught in school. Core IQ and the Post Traumatic Thriving Podcast are for informational purposes only and do not provide medical or mental health advice. Always consult with your licensed medical and mental health care providers.